You are beatable, Captain. It's been proven. If you're so right, then what am I doing here? Why do I still wear the uniform? War's not over yet, motherfucker. You should be working with me. In fact, I will give you $30 million if you open these doors. I will have you flown to the country of your choosing where you can live the rest of your life in luxury. If anyone has earned the right to walk away from this, it's you. $30 million. I mean, what did the army ever give you? Your depressing old job in the middle of nowhere? Where they can forget about you? They don't care about you. Open these doors. Take back your power. That's how you win a war. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Citizen Frame. I'm Karen, your host. And joining me is, is the usual misfit, Trevor. Hello there. As always, great to be here. Again, keep lying. <laughs> well, considering the film we're about to... Oh, fuck, you know, we'll get to it. Uh, you know, we'll you get know to no, it. it's okay. Cause I, this movie is getting pissed on. Uh, you know, listen, we decided to pepper this one in. We do got dog soldiers coming. We apologize for the delay on that one. Uh, but we wanted to pepper this one. Oh, I wanted to pepper it in because I think it'd be fun to tackle Netflix films. And Netflix gets a bum rap for a lot of their films. And don't get me wrong, most of it's warranted. (laughs) Yeah. But they're in bed with some big, big A-list actors, uh, including, um... Uh, Charlize Theron, she's got The Old Guard, and they got a sequel to that coming out. And and Jake Gyllenhaal's got a couple of films under their belt with them, with him. And Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth's got Extraction series. Come, uh, The first one's out, now the new one's coming. I liked Extraction. I thought that was a cool film. So I'm looking forward to the sequel. But the reason I bring up Chris Hemsworth is because his wife, Elsa Pataki, Hasn't done much, but she's an actress. But obviously, Chris Hemsworth is the bigger name. So when he signed a multi-million dollar contract with Netflix, he clearly put in the fine print, give my wife a leading role. And this is why we're here to talk Interceptor with Elsa Pataki. And uh, yeah, I got up Saturday morning, didn't know it was coming out. I was like, what is this shit? And I watched it, had my cup of coffee, had my toast, and I watched it. And the reason I asked it to be on this podcast, because I fucking enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I told Trevor, Trevor, I just watched this Interceptor. Steer me in the right direction. Just keep keep your opinions to yourself. Just watch it, and we'll put it on the podcast. Because I knew it was getting 4.4, I think, on IMBD. That's a fucking generous 4.4, I would say. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so this is where this is where the argument might begin. <laughs> Let's talk inter- <laughs> interceptor. Now, the nice thing about this, this was written and directed by a man called Matthew Riley, and the cool thing is he's actually the author. He, he's a, he's a he's obviously a best-selling author. 
he's kind of like Tom Clancy. He does a lot of that kind of, you know, war and espionage and mm-hmm. terrorist attacks and stuff like that, you know. Um, so he's got time Tom Clancy style. He's he's a best selling author, and it's different to see him taking you know, you know first time directing, which we yes we can clearly see it's the first time directing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I kind of like that the author coming. Well, Stephen King did it. William Max Peter Blatty did it. Yeah, he did it very well too with Legion. So there's some success stories there. I liked. I like Maximum Overdrive. I'm probably the only one who has. Um, it's pretty much a Stephen. It's pretty much a Stephen King film on cocaine. Yes, I was just about to say he was off his head the entire time by his own admission. I think that probably made the film good. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see Creepshow? I know this is a bit of an aside, but do you ever see the segment of Creepshow starring King? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's clearly it was, on it was the worst there. one. Yeah, it was the worst one. Yeah. We talk, and it's like a broken record about 80s cheese, Mm -hmm. Schwarzenegger in general. And this is 80s cheese, this is what what this film tries to be. It's diehard, mainly more under siege, I would say. Yep. And she kind of replaces Steven Seagal. (laughs) But let me give you the, the premise of the film. And if you haven't seen it, we are going to be spoiling it. But trust me, guys, it's not, there's not much to spoil. not much really to spoil. But I'm going to defend it quite a bit. All right. Okay. So the concept of the film, which I rather enjoy, is the fact that you have two set bases, two missile bases within the uh, uh, United States. One is based in Alaska, and the other is in the middle of the, the Pacific. And what their their job is to do is if there is a nuclear crisis or somebody shoots at us, primarily China and Russia, we have, it takes 24 minutes for those missiles to hit U.S. soil. We have 12 minutes to intercept those. So 12 minutes from launch, we have these two bases that will launch missiles and destroy those the nuclear missiles. I like that concept. I like the opening. Where you see Fort Greeley, I believe it's called. It's under mm-hmm. attack. I do think the movie's short. They could have played more on that. I like to see an opening scene with them being ambushed and taken over. I thought that would have been neat. Well, you say the movie's short. I mean, what is it, like an hour and 45 minutes? It felt like about seven hours no. to me. <laughs> no, it's about 93 minutes. Right, well, yeah. Felt longer. <laughs> <laughs> um... But the opening scene was kind of cool, and what they did was they showed Fork really being under attack um, by during during the credits. Kind yes. of a cheat, but a lot of movies do that these these days to cut back on budget reasons. Mm-hmm. But I like the concept. These things are called interceptor bases, and that's why the film's called Interceptor. Now, let's talk. Let's just jump into this, and let's just talk about acting. <laughs> what? So, sorry, was that was, that, was acting going on here? <laughs> Could have fooled me. Yeah, well, yeah. Luke Bracy, Elsa Pataki. Luke Bracy's the bad guy. He plays Alexander Jessel, and then you've got Colonel Shaw and Beaver. <laughs> Beaver, yeah, what a horrible Beaver. name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this the the acting. 
made Steven Seagal look like fucking Sir Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was wooden to say the least. Yeah, there's some there's some bad writing here, considering it's from a uh, you know best selling author. Just because he's a best selling author doesn't make him a good one. However, that said, I cannot comment because I've never read any of his novels. So, benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, he's got a lot of street cred, so you got to mm-hmm. give him. Yeah, he's got to give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't get, I'll give you an example. Collins, that's Batak is, she's the lead. Yes, she has been blacklisted from the military because she narked on a high-ranking official for grabbing her ass and trying to have yum yum time. Yes, he was basically. So it's basically she's been black, which, but sadly, so they probably would do this to her, even you know by today's standards, they'll still do it. But she gets put into this this basic babysitting job um, of these one of these bases, the one in the Pacific. She basically gets ex- excommunicated. Exactly. The problem I have with the opening was that they have this meet and greet mm-hmm. from inside Washington. She's uh, just one of the local, you know, one of the helpers on the on the uh, on the uh, carrier on the, on the base that is, mm-hmm. and she's just there just to do data dump. We, me, all the girls here in the military want to thank you for sticking up for us. We've been through what you've been through. Yes. And I can see you're from Spain originally because Elsa Pateski has, she's from Spanish. Yes. So she's got the Spanish accent. So they had a quick, they seem to have this one actress come in and data dump (laughs) everything we need to know about her. Every single line um, in, in the script is basically an exposition dump. You know, there's it, it's instead of you know, it, it's all tell and no show. Although, yeah, but obviously, I, now now that's it's both. I but, will have but it should be it should be show and not tell, and it, it is both. It's just like everything is is laid out. Oh, and next thing there's going to be a bomb, and the bad guy says, "Oh, and I'm going to explode a bomb, and I'm going to reveal my dastardly plan and details because we think that all of the viewers are dumb as fuck. So we have to sp- um, we're we're going to patronize him and spell everything out." Um, <laughs> it's well, they, basically... they do that in Bond films. I know that there, but they get away with it because Bond is charming and charismatic, and it's tongue and cheek. And this is just this is it has no charm or charisma, like the likes of Bond or Die Hard, or you know has or Arnie film. I mean Arnie Schwarzenegger, he can't act for shit, but he has an amazing presence and great charisma, and that's how he gets Actually, away with it. Arnie can't act. He's done a lot of films, especially after his. He's improved over the years, but even whenever yeah, back, he's improved. Yeah, but even back whenever he's improved quite a bit. But no, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, but here's what works, and I, I'm now the story is quite simplified. Don't get me wrong. All right, so you got this asshole, Rich Brat, <laughs> who is going to. They take. They've already destroyed Greeley. Now they're going to take down this base, and in order for that, because. The splitter group from Russia have stolen these nuclear missiles, and they're going to fire on the U.S. And they need to shut down this base in order for yeah, you know, this to happen to go smoothly. And he's getting paid a lot of money to do this. Mm-hmm. That's the plot. There you go. Yes. And she's in this room protecting it while these two are trying to you know it's, the whole. You got fifteen minutes, and they're base under you know, siege. Yeah, they're they're trying to cut through these two doors before the U.S. military shows up in ninety minutes. Now it's a bit of a, Sto- a, a, a there's quite a bit of um 
attempts at you know commentary on the current political climate in uh, America. However, it's as if it's um, <laughs> political sort of commentary done by a teenage TikToker. You know, <laughs> and there's no nuance, there's no depth. It's very simplified yeah, I, and skewed. It is simplified, but I think that was by choice. Like I said, this guy's whether you read him or not, I don't read his stuff, so I'm not judging him. Yes. But he's obviously got some talent. Mm-hmm. So I think he had to take his book and dumb it down. I think his book's probably a lot smarter than what we're seeing. Uh, but I think that was deliberate. And that's why I'm giving some of this a pass. Because you can't have a guy of this caliber and have this kind of history with his writing. and uh, is is he just You can't. And come off of this. This is something I would write. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have and, to reserve judgment on his novels because I have never read any of them. Um, so, but 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 you have to be. But no, no, to I, be I, I'm that... going to critique this script based on its own merits, and it feels okay. like it's written right. by um, a, a some sort of social media teenage influencer. It is. I'm I'm fucking holding back here because this is fucking, um, this is fucking it's dumb as fuck. So it is. Oh, it's it's not a smart man's movie, and I like I said, I don't think that's the point. I think they just wanted people to have fun, mm-hmm. and so yes, they did dumb it down. That's why you have all these exposés and you have all. I'll give you an example. But what works? I'm telling you now, the fight sequence are awesome. The fight, the fight sequence she, she has with the one. They're not bad. The, the, the guy, the big dude, yeah, and she's, yep. she's a little fucking ninja. She she fucking kicks but this, this guy's ass. You just said it. There. She's, it a, she's about four foot nothing, and he's about like yeah. a, a trained killer. He's about seven foot eight, and she kicks his ass. Um, no, but no. First of all, that, that size has no size doesn't matter in this case. It's because she's obviously she also she beats up a martial arts was, guy. She, she was she was getting her ass. She was losing. Mm-hmm. Then she knows how to you know take apart the gun. Mm-hmm. And then she sticks it in his eye. Well, yeah, that was a co- that's probably the coolest bit in the entire film. The gun in the eye bit. Ah, uh, no, no, because I like the fight he, she has with the woman too. That was well, badass. Yeah, well, that, 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 that was that was more that was probably see, the that's best another, choreographed can, and most believable one. Um, but at the end of the day, there's some fun action here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there going, "Hey, this is the new Hunt for October," because <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But when the I, I like when the ninja man comes up when he breaks open through the door. Um, she beat the to him as well. And she and but she's trained, but she's trained too. Mm. So is he. There's just he's not. You know, it's still a decent little fight. And she takes her hits. She breaks her arm with that one. The, um, and she's not. She's not. Yeah. She's not coming out squeaky clean. Yeah. Um, and then I like how she uses the fridge to fight back. Huh. I thought that was cool. And then the shotgun blast. When she finally shoots him with the shotgun, the recoil pushes her to go fly backwards because she is tiny. So it showed that kind of stuff. I think people are missing it because what you said, Trevor, and you're not wrong. I, I, I agree with you, Trevor. You're not wrong. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but you know. But what's wrong with that? Because you know, the, you know what? See, this is the thing. I love my stupid films, um, my stupid sort of action films. Starring the likes of Stallone, we know what with that Cobra, um, and also you know especially Arnie, and even Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren and stuff. Um, never, I was never big into Steven Seagal, um, um, but you know the the thing is, with with those types of films, you know the eighties cheeses we call it, 
they're they're great fun because their tongue is firmly planted in their cheek. Even James Bond, uh, maybe not the Craig films or the Dalton films, but their tongues are always firmly planted in their cheek. And there's there, there's a lot of charisma and charm going on. And you're 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 on board with them. Um, they didn't they don't have that here. And and it I think it comes down to several factors. It's just it, I just I didn't really feel on board with it. Um, being completely fair and honest and honest, it felt like a sort of a, um, an effort at, at a die-hard type 80s action cheese fest, uh, but it fell flat. It just didn't work. And I think I have to say the lead is um, she's she's a bit of a charisma vacuum, and her line delivery. In fact, the line delivery throughout is is awful. I mean, she tried to. Uh, there's a few attempts at one liners um, that just fall completely flat. Um, yeah, and a lot I of that, that is yeah. down to the delivery by her. I, I mean, I, I don't know the one one. I've absolutely nothing against her personally, but. Um, <laughs> from you know, the point of view of this film and her performance in it, yeah, I mean it's not good. Um, so it's not the best one in it is Chris Hemsworth himself, who has a cameo as like this sort of stoner TV salesman. You know, yeah. Um, but that's my point. You have him in here. Obviously, we know why. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. He's the producer of it. Yes. Even he is winking at the camera. Guys, we're just having fun. Because he knows so even he his is, cameo. But the rest of them seem to be playing it straight. Um, even the no, guy. I don't think they are. You don't have to. You have to say the leaders. I don't. I, you can't. You can't sit there and judge that whether they're playing it straight or not. No, just, I'm sorry. I was entertained, <laughs> and and I was rolling my eyes. Yeah, but that's the point. I I think I would have to be in a certain. A lot of times. In my opinion on a film, well, not not completely, like, but you know, um, will be affected by the mood I'm in while watching it, and I think I was just, it was just sort of, I just wasn't in the mood for this sort of nonsense. At, at you know, yeah, uh, and that could be, and 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 Trevor, you're, I'm the minority because mm-hmm. everyone hates this film, and I just, I don't know, I don't know, I, if you guys like Commando, mm-hmm. which is the stupidest film ever made, but it's fucking brilliant, yeah. And this is it. Because they know how to This do is it. our new no, commando, no. and it's free. Watch it on Netflix. It's okay. Okay, like this. So we find out Beaver. <laughs> he's a pantomime villain. He's, Beaver. He, They're all pantomime. Yeah, villains. he's he's the bad guy. He betrayed them because mm-hmm. he, he's in the little quarter with her. I but will say Beaver he has wakes a good up. Death. That that's that's what I'm seeing. You, I'm telling you, you you add up the points I'm making. <laughs> you might be going okay, maybe we'll see. Anyways, so Beaver. It's betrayer, and he lets them in, so they don't have to keep drilling to get in. But how she gets out of it, I thought was kind of fun. So she's tied up, and she, they're like, "Oh!" And they're having this really bad dialogue. I can't remember it. I mean, the seriously, dialogue, the dialogue I mean, so bad, yeah. my IQ dropped. This makes it like to Tommy Wiseau and Ed Wood look like Alfred Hitchcock's. <laughs> oh, now, now that's pushing. That's pushing it. But <laughs> it's not when but, she's when she's tied up. And then he's talking, I heard you're a sucker player, yeah. football player, whatever. And she's like, he goes, were you a striker? Were you this? Goalkeeper. Goes, no, I was a goalie. And I, we had broken ribs. <laughs> I had sprained ankles. But there's one thing you forgot I got. What's that? Dislocated thumb. Yeah. And she dislocates her thumb and gets out of her your, uh, cuffs and starts beating the shit out of everybody. Le- lifted from Lethal Weapon 2. Where it's set up at the start of Lethal Weapon 2 that um, Martin Riggs 
once broke his arm and that he can dislocate it um on a whim and later on whenever he gets like tied up and thrown oh, in, yeah, yeah. In, in like the water he he breaks his own arm yeah um but come on and then when she gets in that fight with the big chick i think it's kia or alexa i can't remember which one it Something was like that, yeah that was a great fight scene yeah i mean it's not the two chicks and then and then she shoves the sealant in her mouth. Oh, the foam sealant. <laughs> and she shoves it, and she's still alive. And then, and then she shoots her like four or five times, and she's still getting up. Yeah. And then she finds, would you fucking just die already? Yeah. And then shoots her, and she falls through but the again, door. The, the, the there, ocean, was, but. there was potential here that they could have made this into a real homage to the likes of the 80s cheese that we love, but it's it's the execution's piss poor. So it is, and you know, it's just the guy who plays the main villain. I find there's actually quite a lot of Australian actors in this for some reason, and there's a big Australian connection. And um, the guy, he's actually not too. Of course, bad. there is. It's yeah. Chris Hemsworth produced yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's yeah. I mean, there was a there was potential for making an eighties cheese homage. Uh, uh, but it's just I'm a, the execution for me, and and right across the board. I mean, there's some dodgy, keep, but you keep there's some dodgy CGI keep, as well. You know. Oh God, you can't you know stop with that. You can't blame it. I think CGI was better than a lot of shit you get in fucking big blockbusters. Yeah, well. Mm. But my, my my point my point is though is you keep, you keep talking about the acting and the script, and I'll give you that. <laughs> those are two big ones. I'll give you that. Yeah, but the action scenes—you you gotta admit the action scenes are good. They're not bad. They're not bad. I've seen better, but they're not. They're they're not but that—that—that—that's what it's about. There's a couple of good fight scenes and and action there's scenes. A, and there's stuff. all great fight scenes, and then and then and there was uh, no, the resort to the cliche of the ticking bomb as well, uh, which I knew they were going to. And you know, yeah, I mean, it's just it feels like something that fucking I would have written as a teenager. You know what I mean? I thought it was a fucking, I'd written the great, greatest thing ever. Um, You know, like my own homage to, you know, some Arnie film I'd just watched or something. You know, it just, oh, it just, it, it's, I don't know, it just frustrated me. So it, so it did. It, it does disappoint a bit when it comes to the acting, because you have a character called Shaw. He was like the one who's trying to help. He's the one who has kids and all, which you know he's dead. Yes. Yeah. Um, But he, when the bad guy can't get back into the room. He resorts to sinking mm-hmm. the ship. Uh, you can sink the base. Yes. And so as the but Shaw can jump out, jump in the ocean. Yes. He get back on he there. Beca- and he, that was a good character arc for him. I'll, I'll I'll give them that. Where where he finally became brave because he was a bit of a sort of a wimp before that. So yeah. I, I, you know, kudos for that. Um, if I'm being completely honest, but the, the, a lot of the dialogue. Um, and a lot of the plot points, it, it felt like I was watching a bad soap opera. You know, like The Bold and the Beautiful or one of those real fucking cheesy ones from like the, the fucking 80s. Everything just seemed melodramatic and a bit sort of hard to take serious. Even the stuff with the, I mean, obviously sexual assault and sexual harassment is a very serious topic. But it was hard to take serious in this film just because of the delivery of it. It was because even that sort of army major type he was portrayed as a bit of a sort of, you know, pantomime villain again as well, and it was just a bit, it was just hard to buy a lot of it, you know. Yeah, I, I do think the flashbacks sort of went with the dad. Yes. Oh, oh, that was so corny. Apartment, and then the fucking cheated us. So... We got the big, well, the supposed big emotional impact of the dad getting his fucking thumbs cut off, and um, or his thumb cut off, and then um, killed by the bad guys. 
and then at the end of it, he pops up again. Turn, you know, that's a cheat. Yeah, that was so bad. At the end, he goes, "Yeah, she goes, Dad, I thought you were dead." He's like, "Thank God, the guys, my good friends in the military, were watching the, the video." Home. Yeah, yeah, and they came to rescue me. Yeah. But, but that's my point. It's so bad. It's great. And then, and it's so corny because the people you've got the, the there's a live feed, so everyone can see what's happening on the on the boat. And that's why Chris yeah. Hemsworth is watching it on the in the uh, TV shop, and so everyone can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. But when like I give out, we, we we kind of skipped over it. But when Shaw Shaw gets killed, yes. trying to fix you know to delay the sinking mm-hmm. by Beaver. Um, the problem I had with that, he's a, he was he was a character who was finally getting his arc, which you just mentioned. Yes, but because the acting and the delivery is kind of uh, yeah, when he gets it, you kind of don't care. Yes, exactly. There's and no, there's no emotional weight there to it because of everything yeah. that's went before, and it's also very quickly done. There's no real build up to it. Yeah, you know, and also Beaver and pissed she- me off not because he was non, he was just an he was so over the top, so much of a. You know, he was, and you know, he um, portrayed as this sort of, you know, this hick type, you know, um, you, you know, sort of far right nut job, and it was just a bit. He was just a bit of a caricature, you know. Yeah, but you get that in all these films. You always have the one henchman who has no morals. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like uh, <gasps> Michael Ironside in Total Recall. Well, the only difference is Michael Ironside has an amazing presence and connect, you know. Yeah, this guy's pretty bad. Hey, when uh, she, she goes, you killed you killed him in cold blood. You're a murderer. I'm not a murderer. I'm a fucking patriot. I was like, oh my god. It was like something. What the, the fuck does that even mean? A kid would fucking say, um, "No, no, mate. It was, oh dear." <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. But this is where it all kind of really starts going. So when Beaver sneaks back in using that hatch, the, the ninja man. Yes. But she's disappeared. Mm-hmm. She's gone now. Nobody knows where she is. Well, I knew she was in one of the suits right away. It's because exactly she, right. earlier on, the cam, uh, earlier on, in a scene completely nothing to do with the suits, the camera makes a point of showing us the suits. So hear me, the suits are going to come into play later on. Yeah. So they let, they let everybody, and then they end up putting the sulfuric acid Onto all the, the controls, so you can't hit. Yes, there's actually a button that says "kill kill switch." Yeah, it's like a it's literally you know, spelled out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it says "launch" mm-hmm. in, in a big red button. Yeah, it's kind of like the bat phone. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. But he puts the sulfuric acid on it, so she won't be able to hit mm-hmm. it. But yeah, they're looking around. Where is she? And they're and this place is tiny. So where could she be? She's in the fridge. <laughs> no, she's not in the fridge. Yeah. Then you find out she's in one of these suits, and uh, she cuts this guy's throat from the back. It's kind of cool, and then obviously uh, the the fight begins. Mm-hmm. And you have Beaver up up on the top because they think she went on the top of the roof. Yes, and Beaver's like, "I can't find her, man. Oh, she's got to be there." And obviously, uh, she's in the suit, and she takes over again. You know, <laughs> for the really, third time. Really funny at this point, whenever she gets thrown in the sea. And um, she has like a flashback to her dad going, "Never stop fighting." <laughs> I think I missed out, you know. And then that was awesome. Yeah, and then she like yeah, she goes yeah for you, dad, because at this point she thinks he's dead, and it's you know, it's just like oh fucking hell, is it the best? <laughs> no, we we're not done yet. We got the best. Part. The cool thing is, it's the best death. 
So Beaver gets, yes. uh, they're fighting on top there, and she wraps barbed wire around his throat, and he's like, oh, what's a little barbed wire going to do? <laughs> well, no offense. That barbed wire could kill you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to do quite exactly. a bit. <laughs> I don't know why you don't think that's a threat. Exactly. But she goes, she goes, oh, it's not going to kill you. Gravity. Yeah. So she grabs his body, <laughs> jumps with him into the ocean, and his head gets ripped off. To be fair, it did like that because, yeah, you know what I mean? That was good. Yeah, that, that, that was, was probably the best death and the sort of... The funny thing is, the reason it's the best death is because at least that character, the one you kind of didn't like, mm-hmm. at least brought something to it. He had... He was nuts. He was just fucking... Just, so... When he got it, you did kind of go, yeah. Well, because that's the way the of, Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, again, back to the acting. The guy wasn't very convincing. Um, as uh, he was, he was, He's an Australian actor as well. So I don't know why. Yeah, it's an Australian production, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seemed, you know, I don't know. It was just. Um, have you ever watched the Australian soap opera Neighbours, which just finished um, over the last week after 37 yeah. years? It's well known. It was well known um, throughout its, yeah, its lifetime it. yeah. for bad, sort of dodgy sets and ropey acting. And it felt like these guys were like the sort of cast of rejects from Neighbours, you know what I mean? A lot of them. I think quite like the main well, bad guy, you know, who plays like the sort of, you know, the, the rich kid, you know, megalomaniac. He tried, to, he tried to be like, he tried to be like the Hans Gruber. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, okay, so how about this scene? <laughs> so after she falls in the ocean, she climbs back up, yeah. but she only oh. has one good arm. <laughs> so she's got a monkey bar. Oh my god! Listen, I was my jaw was. She's got a monkey monkey bars, and we're talking big gaps. Yeah. So she's swinging, swinging, jump with just one arm. Completely preposterous. And <laughs> she finally makes it, and she's like, she goes back into the little the little control center, and she's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It was just like, yeah, like she's done a press up or something, you know, push up. It was just like no big thing. Yeah, it was completely ridiculous. So it was. Your arm would be gone. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Yeah, it was just Uh. so daft. Uh, Although there's a real bit of corniness at the end as well. Um, You know, after all the bad guys have been offed, and the Russian submarine pops up. Yeah. Well, before that, you have she uses. Beaver's computer, which we clearly know about, by the way, in the beginning of the movie. Yes. It's like, Beaver's like, this is where I keep everything in my control center, right in this laptop. Because <laughs> it's all spelled out, out for us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so she is able, she's able to set off the missiles using the laptop. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's such a cool scene. You see the missiles being shot down. Um, I must admit, so, uh, no uh, I did not clear. feel any tension at all. Despite, even though the ticking bomb was going down to the last, it like, like literally went down to the last second, I was not invested in any way with any, there was no tension. It's too bad the one missiles couldn't hit. Yeah. And that would have brought more tension. Like in Star Wars where fucking the Death Star, blew, the, the original Star Wars film, where the Death Star blows up Alderaan, then you know that this fucking thing and these guys mean business. You know what I mean? That there is actual stakes here and that there is a proper threat here. We don't get that here. You know? The uh the fight on the top with the main bad guy, Kessel, yeah. uh, Kessel they're 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 fighting and they're both, you know, doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this is what you're talking about. The submarine comes up, dun 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 <laughs> Russian submarine. And this is the worst ending you could have yep. for especially this kind of film. Yeah. So the Russian commander gets out and 
he's looking at his his bad guy buddy Kessel. Yeah, and he's looking at uh, Collins, and and all of a sudden a sniper comes behind the Russian and shoots Kessel because he failed his mission. Yes, because obviously we shot down the nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. and then the fucker who just tried to kill America. Yes, salutes Collins. Yes. Yeah. Was, yeah, and decides not to kill her. Yeah, because it, you've done it. You go, girl. Yeah, you you respect. Yeah, he respected her so much, and it was like, yeah, you go, girl. And uh, yeah, completely ridiculous. He just decided that this elaborate plan that they had been planning for at least six years, um, according to the dialogue, um, the the the, the <laughs> woman who scuppered this is right in front of him, and he has a chance to kill her. And instead, he decides to fucking salute her instead. Fuck off. That I don't know what ridiculous. they were thinking. They, it would have been better if he was going to try to take a shot. And then, because right at this point, when the, when, the, when the submarine's going down back in the water, the military starts, shows up. They, they could have gave us something there. Like the military shoots him. Like the military shoots him or something before he's about to yeah, shoot her. Yeah, exactly. Because this scene, am I supposed to say, thank you, Russian, yeah. for not killing her? Uh, absolutely. Because you just try to kill fucking America, you, po- you fucker. Completely ridiculous. You know what I mean? And it, it, again, it goes back to the childlike writing. <laughs> it's fucking mental. Um, uh, uh, it, it, there was a bit of potential here, but they absolutely bollocks it up. Um, and then, and then the Madam President—it's Madam President—shows up at the yeah. hospital. Ridiculous. Uh, and then they're like, uh, "You're working with me now on my national security yeah. staff." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Starting Monday. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And during the film, she's actively communicating with the. Uh, the uh, the White House, yeah. So we knew Madam President, but there's this one guy, the Secretary of Defense, was just so over the top, yeah. and always leaning at the camera. Yes. <laughs> and then you have the numbers guy, yes. And uh, remember the little the little nerdy guy, yeah, yeah. He's like really you got a fourteen percent success rate. I don't bank on that. Yeah, and then and then at the at at the end of it, he goes fourteen percent, and he's like really impressed. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's 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 like. It's like an 80s action film written by teenagers. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Guys, listen, I know Trevor's going to uh, denounce it, but I'm telling you now, this is the most, one of the most entertaining times I had watching something. All right, but it's for all the wrong and reasons. Half, and don't, don't get me wrong. It's, it's cheese. It's bad. It's acting. It's But the, the action is there. Some cool action scenes. I actually was okay with the effects. I enjoyed it. Guys, don't just... We keep saying, keep your brain at the door. That's what this is. We keep talking about... Now, this is not a big summer blockbuster. Don't get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> no, comparing no. it to Ambulance. Leave your brain at the door. Top You're about gun. to have a lobotomy to actually get something out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, I hope people listen to this and go, all right, everything that's been said, I'm going to listen to this and go check it out. And then you come out of it going, all right, that was stupid fun. Because that's all this is. And there's nothing wrong with stupid fun. So I'm giving it a little pass here. Well, for me, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you go for it. Go for it. Well, for me, this, by the way, um, this is the man who thought Return to Salem's Lot was a masterpiece. But at least it has charm. There's a certain charm. Oh to my it. god! Right. Oh. right. Well, you 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 said that you think it's stupid fun. I also thought it was stupid fun, but without the fun, I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> you know. Um, right. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Kieran. But you agreed I, you like the action. I can't I can't give this a pass. It just wasn't enough. Those little glimpses of potential and good action and a couple of cool deaths, you know, one with the gun through the eye and the beheading with the razor wire, uh, it's just not enough to save it. I'm sorry. So I have to be honest. All right. 
Yeah. No, uh, no, that's all right. That's okay. You know, to me, so and I, I, that's why I wanted to do this one because I was curious where you'd go with it. Yeah. Again, guys, it's to each their own. Check it out. It's it's an hour and a half. Don't get you know. It's not going to ruin your life. Well, it might some people. <laughs> um, but there you go. Any if you like Chris Hemsworth, he's in it. So there you go. You can have you know get your jollies off if you're a big Hemsworth fan. Yeah, he, he, um, reasonably good in his cameo. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds, he reminds me of the stoner Brad Pitt played in Two Romance. Yes, 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 he does actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. there you go. Okay. Uh, all right, well, we, that's, we, we'll wrap this one up. I just wanted to give it a, a chance, to, and hopefully people will listen to this and give, maybe give it, a, give it a shot. It's the number one movie on Netflix. Is it right? <laughs> Doesn't say a lot for Netflix <laughs> viewers, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even the director's like, what? <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, even he doesn't take his own film serious. Yeah, yeah. I thought these guys knew they were having fun behind the camera. But you're right. Some of them might have been taking it a little bit too seriously. I think Kessel, could he could have handled it up more. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, next up, we promise you guys we'll get dog soldiers out. We do apologize for the delay on that one. We got some fun stuff coming up um, as summer progresses, and uh, including something with Mick Garris. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows who Mick Garris is, but we'll certainly dive into that one as the uh, time comes. So uh, keep an eye out, and uh, we'll hopefully keep you guys updated to what's going to be happening exactly with that particular podcast. Uh, the new issue of Phantasmagoria is out right now. It's available on Amazon around the world. And Forbidden Planet locally here in Belfast. Yep. Mm-hmm. We uh, appreciate everything, guys. We are still growing slowly, but we're growing. We're not losing followers. We're still gaining them day by day. We greatly appreciate it. Keep bearing with us because uh, we're finding our footing day by day. Thank you, guys. That's a wrap. Yep. Guys, have a good one. Go relax. Watch a little Interceptor. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> And enjoy yourself, because I certainly did. <laughs> uh, but hateful bastard Trevor, you know what he's like. I have to be honest. Uh, you know what I mean? Always, you know. Where's the body horror? <laughs> Where's the body horror? Where's Doctor Who? Where's the he's surrealism? Yeah. Um, co- bring, come back. Um, you know, bring back. You know, I return to Salem's lot. All is forgiven. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good night. Take care of yourselves. We'll chat soon.